And not only do they produce amazing music, but it also is a chance for us to collect and uh, collect canned goods and donations to, uh, to build up our local um, food bank. And it's just win-win all the way around. And you'll love it. Bring a friend with you. And uh, 4 o'clock, March 15th. And Pastor Amy reminded you earlier uh, that, that we're going to have several different uh, studies just for the season of Lent. Uh, we have four different ones. We have one that Pastor Kerry is leading that meets at, at lunchtime on Tuesdays. So if you want to just, just come and, and have lunch here and do a study and get, get back to work or uh, whatever you're, you're up to, we have a couple of our Sunday school classes that are doing a special study for Lent. And then on Wednesday night, uh, Harriet Murray and myself are both doing a study at 6 o'clock starting next week. And it's, it's special for the, for the season of Lent, and, and we'd love to have you. I do that same study at 11 o'clock on Wednesdays if you are a daytime type study person. So um, if you want to know more information, there's, there's flyers on the tables up here. But uh, there's, there's lots of ways that you can plug in and, uh, and make, this, make the most out of this season. Um, tonight I want to share with you from uh, Luke chapter 15, uh, part of the story that's, that's one, of, one of the greatest stories that Jesus ever told. Uh, it's the story of the prodigal son. Luke chapter 15, and we'll go uh, verses uh, 11 through 24. Then Jesus said, there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, Give me the share of property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything in that country, a severe famine took place throughout that country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to the fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the, young, then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Welcome to Ash Wednesday. Uh, and of course you all know this is, this is Ash Wednesday. 
if you haven't noticed by now, I've, I've got a jump started. I already got ashes in the house. I saw a couple of you, Pastor Andy and I went up to Regency Point and, and had Ash Wednesday service up there today. Uh, it's the beginning of the season of Lent, and you all know what Lent is, don't you? It's that stuff that gets trapped in the basket of your dryer, or it's the stuff that gets caught in your navel when you wear a new sweatshirt. And that's a different Lent, really. This is L-E-N-T. Even though in the South we pronounce them both the same, you know, just like we pronounce pen and pen the same way. But uh, this, this word, L-E-N-T, actually means long spring days. Long spring days. And it is the 40 days leading up to Easter. And during these 40 days, we remember the 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness, in the desert, where he was led by the Spirit, right after he was baptized, and where he was tempted by the devil. So we know what Lent is. And ashes, why Ash Wednesday? And, and why were people saying to me, you got a little something on your forehead today. Uh, you forget to wash your face? What is it, you know? Um, but this is uh, one of the most ancient uh, services in, in the church, and it's, uh, it's a reminder that we come from ashes, and we return to, to the dust just like we came from. And ashes are also a symbol of repentance, which is what we, we think uh, about as we lead these 40 days up to, to Easter. Um, I have three words that I want all of us to carry with us uh, through these 40 days. Three simple words, but very powerful. Um, and these three words are this. And, and this is connected to the story of the prodigal son. Um, the words are stop, think, and prioritize. Did you notice in verse 17, one of, one of the best verses in the whole Bible is when the prodigal son is in the pig pen, and in verse 17 it says, and he came to himself. During these 40 days, um, we need to go through that. We, we need to come to ourselves. And that means not just keep on doing what you're doing, and not just keep on thinking what you're thinking, keep on saying what you're saying, keep on consuming what you consume, but actually stop and think and prioritize. So the prodigal son, let's go back to the beginning of the stories. One of the best stories ever. There's uh, this father, and he has two sons, and the younger one, well, we don't know his name, but we're in Alabama, and I'm a country boy at heart. I'm just going to call him Billy Bob. Will that be okay with y'all? So Billy Bob's the younger son, and he's got an older brother, and again, since I'm from uh, North Alabama, and I'm going to call him Cletus. So Billy Bob and Cletus live on the farm. And if you've ever worked on a farm, you know what you do. You get up early, you work hard all day, you come home, you eat dinner, you go to bed, and you get up and repeat it again the next day. It sounds, uh, it, it sounds like a pretty simple life, and, and I appreciate it now. I grew up on a farm. I appreciate it now. As a young, uh, as a young guy, though, I thought this is the most boring, repetitive, uh, manual labor-intensive kind of thing that you could do. And, well, Billy Bob thought so, too. And Billy Bob thought that this was so boring, and he really wanted to see the sights. And he, he, one day, he just went to his dad and said, Dad, I can't take it anymore. 
I, I can't take it anymore. Uh, I want to get out of this little podunk town. I want to go, and while I'm still young enough, I want to live a little bit. So, you know, Dad, I was thinking that I would do this after you kick the bucket, and, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. So why don't we just pretend that you have, and you go ahead and give me what you was going to leave me in your will now so I can enjoy it. I'll just pretend that you're dead, and I'll go off, and then I'll live my life. What do you say, Dad? And then Billy Bob's dad does something that's very unusual. He says, okay, son. Okay, have it your way. And he gives him the money. He gives what he would have left to him. And Billy Bob catches the next camel out of town and goes to whatever the equivalent of Las Vegas was in, in that day and time, in that place and time. And he proceeds to party his way through every bit of money that he has. Everybody is Billy Bob's friend as long as he's paying the tab. He's got lots of friends. But when his money runs out, his friends run out too. And he's left all alone. And then a famine comes and hits the land, and he's forced to go and do the very thing he left because he didn't want to do. He's forced to go and do farm work again, to get up early and to work hard all day and to come home tired and to go to bed and to get up and do the same thing the very next day. The only, time, only thing is this time it was worse because the man that he worked for wasn't good to him. The man that he worked for gave him the stinkiest, smelliest, dirtiest job on the farm, feeding the pigs. I would ask you if you've ever done that before, but you probably wouldn't admit it if you did. I have. Dirtiest, nastiest job, smelliest job. I know that some of y'all have fed the pigs. It smells, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. And it got so bad and things he, 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 didn't, he wasn't even given enough to eat, and it got so bad that he looked at what he was giving the pigs to eat, and it started to look good to him. As I said, I've fed pigs before. I've never been tempted to eat what they're eating. He was. Every single day. We don't know for how long. Billy Bob got up. He fed the pigs. He put the pig slop out, whatever it was, and then he would probably find a spot, and he would maybe get some of those pods that the pigs were eating and chew on them without thinking, doing what he was doing, thinking what he was thinking, consuming what he was consuming, not even stopping to think about it. But one day was different. Maybe it started out like every other day. Maybe something happened. I don't know. But Billy Bob was maybe chewing on some of those pods again, and then all of a sudden it says he came to himself. Instead of just going through his life on autopilot, he came to himself, and he stopped, and he thought. So these are the first two words I want us to carry with us in, in, in these 40 days of Lent, to stop and think. Don't just do what you do. Don't just say what you say. Don't just consume what you consume. Stop and think. One of my uh, favorite cartoons, and I don't even know if they, if they make these anymore, but was The Far Side. Uh, any any Far Side fans? It's, it's like either you are or you aren't. Either you think that's hilarious or you think that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I'm one of the hilarious thinking uh, Far Side people. And one of my favorite cartoons is a, a 
cows out in a pasture. They're grazing. And one of the cows raises his head, and it's like the light bulb comes on for this cow. And he says, wait a minute. This is grass. We're eating grass. See, see so either that's funny or it's not. It's just like you, you, you get it. And so Billy Bob wakes up one of these days and says, wait a minute. This is pig slop. I'm eating pig slop. And at that moment, he does that third word. He prioritizes. What is really important? What's really important? To prioritize is to put things in their right order. When we put ashes on our forehead on Ash Wednesday, we hear the words, remember that you are dust, and to dust you will return. We remember we're not going to be here forever. We're not going to. And so the challenge is to make the most of every day, and that means you've got to prioritize. You've got to put what's important in the right place. You have to keep the main thing the main thing, right? Um, there's a, we have a disaster relief warehouse, the United Methodist Church does in Decatur, Alabama, and I saw a sign there um, one time, and I loved it so much, I wrote these words down. It, it goes like this, I shall pass this way but once, therefore any good that I can do, any kindness that I can show, let me do it for I shall not pass this way again. That's why we have ashes on our forehead. That's why I have them up there, is to remind myself, hey, Sam, stop. Don't just go through the motions on autopilot. This is your one chance. You got one chance at this day. So prioritize. Make sure that the main thing is the main thing, you see? So when I do these three things and I stop and I think and I prioritize, I'll have to face the fact that sometimes I get off track. That's the repentance part of Lent, to change directions, to come to myself, to change directions, and to go back to the Father. And that's what Billy Bob does. He knows that he's messed up. He, nobody has to remind him of that. As a matter of fact, he figures at this point in his life he's ruined his chances of ever being back in the family again. So he does a little speech in his head. He, he comes up with his speech, and it goes like this. Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, so just make me one of your hired hands. And so all the way home, I can picture him in my mind just trudging along, rehearsing that speech over and over in his mind, and when he gets to within sight of the old place, he sees an unusual sight. He sees his dad running toward He's never seen his dad run before. Men in that day didn't run because they, I don't know, they wore long robes. They'd have to hitch up their robe, right? But his dad's running. He's running to him. And so when his dad gets there, he launches into that speech. Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And before he can even finish his speech, his dad interrupts him and tells the servants, go and get the best robe and put it on him. Go get a ring for his finger. Go get sandals for his feet and go kill the fatted calf. My son was dead and he's alive again. He's lost and he's found. Think about those words. He was dead and he's alive again. That sounds a lot like resurrection, doesn't it? That sounds a lot like Easter, doesn't it? But before we get to Easter, we've got these 40 days. 
called Lent. And these days are for us a time to stop and think and prioritize. We're going to close this service out by inviting you to mark the beginning of this journey and to mark it in a very specific way by coming and receiving ashes on your forehead. You don't have to do this if you, if you don't want to. And, um, but if you want to start your journey to Easter with this special reminder, I want to offer you a chance to do that. Um, the way we will do this is a lot like, uh, like, like we would serve communion if you've had communion here before. But, but if not, I'll tell you how it might work.